Warning, the Motion Picture Association of America requires that we inform you that this episode of Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies contains massive spoilers that could ruin a first-time screening of the film covered in this episode. So, if you don't want to know that Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's that Goose in Top Gun, that is really Kaiser Sose at the end of The Usual Suspects, or that Bruce Willis was a the whole time in The Sixth Sense, then proceed with caution. Powered by Transistor FM. Grab your popcorn, silence your phones, and tell your friends to shut up. Do not adjust your projector settings because what you're about to hear is real. The Derek Duvall Show presents Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies. Prepare yourself for insight and honest reviews from a married couple with varying movie tastes. Hot takes, hotter insights, and news you can use. Now, coming to you live to tape from the Derek Duvall Production Bunker, it's Mindy and Derek Duvall! Hello, Duvall Nation. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hey, guys. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today. Welcome to another fantastic episode of Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies. Okay, we are back. And man, it's been a fun weekend watching movies at our house. Mindy, we're going to go ahead and start this episode off. What is the movie we're going to be talking about today? And I know you're very excited about this one. That is correct. I am so excited to give you all of our thoughts and feelings about the new movie that just came out streaming on Disney Plus, Hocus Pocus 2. Yeah, we. Uh, I, I saw this uh, coming up in a couple of months. I knew you were going to be dying to do a Derek and Mindy's family movie for this one. Uh, let's start real simple. What did you know about the film going into this? Well, I try not to watch or listen to or read too many spoiler type articles or whatever ahead of time, but... I knew, obviously, that the original three sisters were coming back. Um, It was going to be, you know, similar to the first movie where they get brought back from the dead and try to stay alive. And Mm -hmm. so I knew that the original three sisters were still in the cast, which was amazing. I mean, that's really the only reason why people would watch a sequel to that, I think. Yeah. Um, And so I just I didn't know too much about it. I just knew that it was similar to the first one. It was a sequel. And the three were back, and I was excited. That's all I right. really needed to know. Fair <laughs> now, we did a Derek and Mindy's Fun and Movies uh, a couple weeks ago where we talked about Hocus Pocus, the original. In your opinion, how does this one, in terms of plot, stack up to the original? Well, that's an interesting question. I mean, it it has a very similar plot, I, I feel, to the original one. So a group of unwitting, unsuspecting teenagers light a candle and accidentally bring back the three Sanderson sisters. And then are the most of the movie they spend trying to get rid of them and, and make sure that they don't, uh, you know, kill children and steal their souls and live forever and wreak havoc on Salem. So it was a pretty similar plot <laughs> to the original, to be honest. <laughs> I feel like uh, watching this one, like I said, we watched the first one a few weeks ago, and I, I really, surprisingly, kind of end up really enjoying the first one. Watching this one, I feel like this one is designed specifically for Disney Plus, and in my humble opinion, I feel like they took a bit of the bite away from the three sisters, is how dangerous they can actually be, because you know the whole purpose of their, you know, of this movie is for them to live forever. 
you know, in some form of eternal beauty. But to do that, it requires sacrifice of young children. And I feel like in this movie, they kind of just didn't quite have that bite or scare that the first film have. Do you feel that same way? No, I don't think so. It was immediately when they come back from the dead, there's the two girls, their friends in the forest, and they are like, oh my God, we got to get out of here. And so they turn around and they were like, who are they singing for? Because they immediately start <laughs> singing out the song as you do. And just then Sarah just appears from nowhere in front of them and goes, we're singing for you. Like, and just, you know, kind of scares them. So they were like, oh God, you know? So I don't yeah. know. I think they still had some bite to them. I will say this. They've aged quite well. They, they look yeah. very they, they've aged gracefully i will and the the lady who is the um the, the one which with the crooked mouth she's lost a lot of weight since the first film yeah kathy najmi i should probably look up how to say your name i'm not sure <laughs> if that's how you say it but that's how i phonetically say it so the film has been out now for three days and i'm looking here at rotten tomatoes and the score does not reflect your opinion of the film it's got a 59 critic rating and a 56 audience score yeah, I was looking at that right before we started recording, and I was quite surprised. So the last time I looked, it only had critic scores, and it was it was higher than that, I think, maybe in the 60s mm -hmm. for the critic scores. And I thought, oh, well, when the audience score comes out, that'll, I expect that to be much higher. And it's actually lower than the critic score. I'm like, mm -hmm. wow. <laughs> yeah, def I definitely didn't see that coming. That that mm -hmm. was a surprise prior to this episode recording. Yeah, so that's over 2,500 plus ratings yeah. for the audience scores. It's not just Crazy. a handful of people that didn't enjoy it. Yeah, I guess so. All right, so let's go ahead and turn to Mindy's notebook. Do, 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 do. I want a better sound effect than that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll work on it for the next episode. Okay, so I just wrote down a little fun fact. So I have actually watched this movie twice already. It just came out two days ago, three days ago, and I've watched it twice. Uh, the first night I had a group of friends over, and I knew that we would all find this movie awesome and nostalgic and enjoy it thoroughly. And so I had as Derek pointed out before, disinvited him to the premiere of Focus Focus 2 at our house because I didn't want him to be pausing and making snarky comments. So then we like watched I, it. Like I would do that. Like Come you on would now. do that. Yes, you would do that. Yeah. Um, and then we watched it again the next night. So I've seen it twice. First time I just watched it and didn't write anything down. So my notes are all from our second viewing, but I just wrote a few things down. So First of all, one of the things I liked about this movie is that they talked a little bit about the Sanderson sisters' backstory. So like went back to when they were kids, which was kind of neat. I thought that was a, a nice touch. And when Winnie turned 16, you know, it's said that that's when a witch gets her powers. And during that time, it actually meant that you were ready to be married. And so she had tried the reverend of the town had tried to set her up with some boy she was supposed to marry. And she's like, no, I'm not doing that. And of course, I think she took the Lord's name in vain a couple of times and really peeved off the reverend. And so she got banished from Salem while they were going to try to take her sisters. And she wasn't having that. So uh, I think that also kind of explains, you know, why they have such a close bond. Like she was like, oh, no, you can't take my sisters those are like that's her whole life and so i i liked that backstory bit of it um i also wrote down that the children that were cast for the young sanderson sisters were awesome like they did such a good job like even the little sarah she was like playing with her hair and kind of ditzy just like 
Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> so, and then of course, uh, the Winifred, the young Winifred, she was really good. All, all three of them were as well. So, um, I will say this uh, in that scene with the opening thing, I'm sure you're going to talk about it in a second. Um, Hannah Waddington shows up as the mother witch, or I think that's, or whatever she might be. Man, I'll tell you what, for a cameo of three minutes, she, as far as I'm concerned, she was one of the major stars of the film, just killed it. I was completely, completely blown away by her performance. I thought she did an awesome job, but I would not characterize her as a main character of the film. Like you said, she was only in it for like three no, minutes. No, main performance of the film. Oh, no, no, not not for only three minutes, but I thought she did amazing. And so she, she I guess in the credits, she's credited as Mother Witch. So, But she's not like their mother. She's just another witch they run into in the forest. And she kind of takes them under her wing and gives Winnie the spell book. Um, and so she just kind of is like a mother figure to them, but not necessarily their mother, but yeah, I thought she did an awesome job and she looked so beautiful and it was so funny because she was like, well, yeah, I mean, and she had a post, she had one of the, you know, vials of potion that she was going to try to make Sarah, little Sarah take. And then Winnie busted in and made her stop. So it was like, oh, she was like, well, how else do I look so young and beautiful forever? Like, and she really did look beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I did write that down. She was amazing and beautiful. Um, so one of the other things that I thought was fun. So one of the other things that was fun that tied into the original was this guy named Gilbert who runs the local magic shop, which is actually ran out of the old Sanderson sisters house. It's just not in the middle of the forest anymore because Salem has developed and spread out. <laughs> so he's running this magic shop there and he has this whole little performance he puts on on Halloween at the magic shop to kind of tell the legend of the Sanderson sisters. And he said, you know, legend has it that, you know, kids saw them flying across the sky 29 years ago. Well, it turns out later on, you, you find out that he was one of those kids that saw the Sanderson sisters come back when he was just a kid. Mm -hmm. And he followed them to the cemetery and saw their demise and had been trying to bring them back ever since. We were like, what? Gilbert <laughs> seems so nice. Um, so when he did see what happened to them, I guess he found book, the spell book, and had been keeping it all these years at the magic shop. Well, yeah, like it tied down with these like leather straps, but one of them that went over the eye had these little bars on it. And I was like, oh my God, that looks like Hannibal Lecter. Like, <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. And then, um, so he is the one that, that gives the new set of teenage girls this black flame candle he didn't tell them it was a black flame candle he's like here i have this special candle for your birthday ritual they always go out in the woods and say something for the coming year and he was like this will be perfect well he tricks them into lighting it he the book i guess told him how to make the black flame candle we were like what <laughs> gilbert and uh so he was like yeah you know and so he reiterates the the thing you know legend has it that witches get their power on their 16th birthday and i love the line that the girl said she was like i'm sure that's just a legend that's made up based on a patriarchal fear of women aging <laughs> so i thought that was kind of funny um and then there's this i just wrote down i mean i could talk about the whole movie i don't want to give away the whole movie but i mean we do say this is a spoiler filled episode but so the the teenagers convince them oh you don't need to kill any children and and get their souls we already have like pre-made 
you know, potions and lotions that contain the children's souls just mixed right in. Yeah. So they take them to Walgreens and hilarity ensues. <laughs> that was my favorite part of the whole movie. Like I, the whole movie was okay, but that for me, the, the Walgreens scene was hands down <laughs> one of the funniest things I've seen in the movie. Yeah. So they're over there like, you know, drinking this, like you, they're like, look for anything that says youth or, or age for, I can't remember, maybe just youth. So they found all these products that were, you know, anti-aging serums and lotions. And so they're like drinking the lotions and serums and like spraying everywhere. And they're like, Ooh, tingly. And so it's just so, and then they realize, okay, that's not actually what's going on here. Um, and then they use their powers and they like break the lights out and, they find some salt and you know get get to escape the kids got to escape but yeah that whole scene in walgreens was so funny and then those girls that came in dressed as they're like oh my god are you the sanders sisters too and they're like let's get a photo and they <laughs> look fabulous in their photo so that that was that whole scene was just really funny so then they figure out the witches figure out okay you guys are just tricking us we're gonna go back to the to our house that's when they meet gilbert super fan gilbert so he was like, yeah, I've been trying to bring you back. You're welcome. You know, this or that. And they're like, oh, good. You're going to help us. And if not, once I turn this uh, hourglass over, you're going to die if you don't help us. And he's like, crap. So anyway, they, so they throw the teenage girls in the dungeon of the of their house, which is really the magic shop. And the stairs disappear. They're like, they cast a spell. And they said, nobody can see or hear you. are not getting out. Well, Gilbert had also sold all these other things. And he was giving away these Angelica leaves. And they were like, supposed to take away curses. So she was like, if candles can bring back the dead, why can't potpourri bring back the stairs? So, <laughs> I thought that was a pretty, pretty funny thing. And one of the things, so the point of this so instead of opting to brew the life potion and steal a bunch of children's souls in this movie, Winifred decides she wants to learn how to cast the Magica Maximus spell and be all powerful, like this all powerful witch. And then, you know, she'll just live forever anyway. So she doesn't have to steal children's souls. So they need this whole list of ingredients to make this potion and they get Gilbert to go gather these. Well, one of the things they needed was the head of an old lover and they're like oh perfect we'll just you know billy billy butcherson so you get to see that character and it's the same guy that plays him and i thought he was really good in it but it's funny that when gilbert shows up he's like man it's gonna take me forever to dig this grave up and he like puts his shovel down and he's like right row that's not six feet under and then of course billy pops up and his extra britishy i i mentioned <laughs> as well which i thought was funny so that was fun oh yeah so there was a lot of little easter eggs too for instance, they had this candy apple or caramel apple stand that everybody was excited about. And the mayor is asking someone to hold their place while he goes. And they're dressed up as the devil and somebody with those crazy curlers in the hair, just like Gary and Penny Marshall from the first hoax focus, which I thought was cute. One of the other things I wrote down was when they get to the mayor's house, they start talking and it's either Alexa or Google. There's a little you know, speaker there and it starts talking. They're like, I'm sorry, I don't understand. And Mary's like, oh my gosh, Winnie, there's a tiny woman trapped inside that box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was a funny part. I like that. One of the yeah. things I think that really makes this movie work, I think it's much as much the last film is taking three women from, a, you know, the 17th century and putting them in, you know, modern times, very fish out of water um, premise. And I think that works for this film as well. 
Yeah, I think so too. So it's just like just you know tricking them into the anti youth or anti aging potions and Walgreens being this you know powerful apothecary mm -hmm. shop and Alexa like freaking them out. Oh, and the sliding doors that Walgreens yeah. they're like, oh my god, the doors moved for her. She must be powerful. The one that got <laughs> me was the first film where he was like he hit the fire the lighter in his hand. He can conjure fire. I was like that was that cracked me up so much that first film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then just a couple more notes I had. So uh, somebody referred to them as the Gothic Golden Girls, which I thought was funny. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, so yeah, so I guess we didn't really talk about the plot a whole lot, but it was kind of the same plot as the original, except for now she's wanting to be all powerful instead of do the life potion. Um, and so, and we didn't, so there's a couple of things that I thought they could have done better. Uh, for this film, I think they could have explored the new group of three teenagers a little more like true to Disney form. I thought none of I, they kept one of them kept mentioning her mother, Susan, and that she was funny. But the other ones like, where were your moms? I guess I'm not sure. I guess Disney doesn't like moms. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I thought they could have explored their story a little more. Like, okay, they've been friends since they were five and they do this yearly ritual on her birthday that's on the Halloween, but they don't really get too much into it or and this and that. So I thought they could have done that about her. I thought Hannah Waddington could have had more screen time because she's just amazing. We love her from Ted Lasso. <laughs> um, and she's yeah, really, I mean. She has really become a force to be reckoned with since Ted Lasso. Because I mean, yeah. up at that point, all we knew her from was the Shane lady from um, Game of Thrones. So yeah, exactly. And I didn't even know her as that until you pointed out that was the same person <laughs> yeah. uh, when we started watching Game of Thrones um, or Ted Lasso. I mean, so yeah. So I think in the end, I think it was a good film. I think they could have done a few things better. I liked the musical numbers. I know some people thought, oh, they could have picked better songs, but. I thought the musical numbers were cute, mm -hmm. um, especially like when they start playing the credits and they kind of show like them in the recording studio, you know, laying the track down. I thought that was a good part. Uh, but anyway, so I think, you know, one of the, the three teenagers had kind of left the group a little bit because she got a boyfriend. And yeah. and so I think it was nice to see like she thought they were ditching her and they thought she was ditching them. And so it was kind of a miscommunication and they kind of. Mm -hmm make up in the end and realize oh you know yeah i feel like this movie especially with you and you like you know things that are very girl power driven that there was definitely a lot of girl power in this movie like you're like we don't need a boy to help us we got this art you know we got the shit you know except for they asked gilbert to do all their dirty work for them basically but yeah, not because right. they couldn't but because they could make him do it yeah. <laughs> so i thought yeah i think in the end it was good it was like about the power of friendship and then even when Winifred became all powerful, you know, she she skipped the warning. She didn't read the book and it was going to take away whatever she valued most. And as soon as they said that, I was like, oh, it's going to be your sisters. And sure enough, it was. And so she gave it all up. She was like, no, I can't. My, my power is nothing without my sisters. So I thought that was really sweet. So it was like about the power of friendship and the power of, you know, sisterly love and mm -hmm. such. I thought it was a good ending. Fair enough. Uh, I will ask that question before we get into uh, the finale is what happened to the sisters? Did they disintegrate? Are they are they just, you know, erased from existence? What what do you think happened to them? I think whatever happened to them after the first film is what happened to them this time. So whether that meant they went to hell or wherever mm -hmm. in the afterlife, I, I think they just went back to being dead. 
Well, I think about that because what you said earlier, you know, like the gentleman who was the zombie, his the curse on him was finally, you know, erased. So I'm thinking that it would just basically wiped out of existence if his if the curse on him, he could finally, you know, die, I guess if that's the word you're looking for. Um, I feel like that was to me what happened to them. I don't because the spell that the teenagers cast to reunite, it was like a reuniting spell. And so if they just got wiped off the face of the earth, that's not reuniting them. Reuniting them means when he's going wherever they went. Mm, that's what I interesting. think. All right. With that being said, let's get into our final discussion, our grades. Mindy, what is one star? Bloody awful. Two stars? Bloody uninspired. Three stars? Bloody average. Four stars? Bloody brilliant. And five stars? Bloody marvelous. All right. I'll go first, and I'm just going to say it. Um, I enjoyed the film for what it is. Is it going to win Oscars this year? No. But i again, surprised by the Rotten Tomatoes thing. I, I thought this would be a surefire home run amongst the fans, but apparently not. So um, me personally, I'm going to go ahead and give it a three. Bloody average. Hmm. Mindy? Well, like I said, I, I, of course, love this movie. I Somebody has asked me a couple of different times, you know, how does it compare to the original? And I'm like, well, I have 29 years worth of nostalgia built up for the original. So I don't know that it can compare to that. Like, I don't know if it can ever be as good as that because I've been watching the original Hocus Pocus like every year for 30 years. So <laughs> I know all the lines. I could probably recite the whole movie if you want me to right now, but I won't. Um, so I think, you know, it does have that nostalgia it definitely there's a lot of little easter eggs hidden for people about you know from the first film and this that references other things so i think there's a lot of nostalgia built up to it but i thought they updated you know they had a lot more fish out of water jokes that were kind of fun and different from the original um i think gilbert being you know saying that he was one of the kids in you know back then that saw them i think that was a nice tie-in um, and I liked that there was a black cat at the shop too, even though it wasn't Binks, it wasn't Thackeray Binks, but it was a new black cat that didn't talk, but definitely had his eye on some things at the shop, um, keeping them guarded. So anyway, overall, I would say it did great, but it, it, it can't be as good as the original. So I'm giving this four stars, bloody brilliant. Fair enough. All right, folks. Well, thank you for tuning in for this episode of covering Hocus Pocus 2. I know Mindy was absolutely just dying to see it, and I'm glad that she has uh, had such a favorable opinion of it. So with that being said, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. You keep listening to them, and we will definitely keep making them. Until next time, we'll, we'll see, see you at the movies, Planet, Planet Earth. Earth. This has been a recording of The Derek Duval Show, and we thank you for listening. Please go to our website. DerekDuvalShow.com to explore past episodes and find links to purchase merchandise. Please subscribe to our social media channels on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Derek Duval Show.